Hey friends, are you in search of something special to set your portraits apart? If you are, I'm excited to share Willow Canvas with you. Willow Canvas is a mother-owned company that creates beautiful, hand-painted fine art backdrops. Willow Canvas offers a wide range of sizes to fit your space, whether you're traveling or in the studio. Each Willow Canvas is soft and neutral with a texture and tone that will complement your branding. Sarah, the artist behind Willow Canvas, is one of our favorites. She's so sweet and kind and dedicated to delivering personalized customer service with three ordering options, ready to ship, custom, or pre-order based on your chosen hues and textures. All of us at the Motherhood Anthology absolutely love Willow Canvas for its amazing customer service, beautiful colors, and exceptional quality. Discover the magic of Willow Canvas by heading over to their website at willowcanvasbackdrops.com, browse their beautiful galleries, and start creating the perfect backdrop for your photography. Find them on Instagram at willow underscore canvas or visit willowcanvasbackdrops.com and join their email list for a 10% discount on your purchase today. It's the only year I haven't gone up in my gross revenue, but mm -hmm. it's been the best year. I have more than enough. Well, Happy New Year, friends. Can you believe that it's 2024? I sure can. Today, Jenny, Allison, and myself sit down and review 2023. We talk about our businesses, what did and didn't work, session and revenue numbers, changes, boundaries, and practices that proved to be successful, as well as looking forward and sharing goals and plans for 2024. So now I present to you episode number 65 of the Motherhood Anthology Podcast. Today, we just wanted to chat all about the year and looking back and reflecting on what worked and what didn't and good stuff and maybe changes that needed to be made or not, and then just what you, you guys are doing to um, prepare for 2024, because I know a photographer or a creative loves to plan something new. So let's talk about 2023. So would you guys call it a good year for your business? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were chatting about this and it's so funny because I worked so much less so I've definitely made less, but everything stayed the same, like my average sale. So if I had added the difference between the number of sessions in 2022 and 2023, the math would be nearly the same, which is crazy to me. So I've made less, but I've worked a whole lot less. I've turned so much down, especially this fall. And it feels so good. I think this might be my like happiest year yet, even though it's not, even though like last year was my highest grossing year. Mm -hmm. So it was so great. <laughs> I'm really happy with that. Same for me. You know, it's, it's like with the flying back and, the, and forth and also just having an associate. So it's just good. You know, it's the whole mentality of work smarter, not harder. <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah. We talked a lot this year on the podcast, especially after the chatting with Shanna. And I know that's kind of a probably a big theme for a lot of people this year, figuring out your enough number, because I think, especially in the beginning of your business, you set these big goals and these big numbers and you hustle so hard to achieve them. And I think once you do, then you go, well, maybe, maybe that's not the goal. Maybe the goal is finding the balance of working enough to 
have all the things, including time and freedom. Exactly. I feel like, so I'm turning 40 this month. So by the time this airs, I will have just turned 40. And I feel like this year I'm like, it's the only year I haven't gone up in my gross revenue, but Mm -hmm. it's been the best year. I have more than enough. And so it's been learning that lesson of finding that enough and realizing I don't have to work an extra 40 sessions and make an extra hundred grand. I just, I don't need that. And so it's been, it's been really nice. So you mentioned numbers. Do y'all want to talk about numbers? Like what did, what did your numbers look like for 2023? So, so I still have a few sessions to do, like we said, and then I've got a bunch that still have to be paid on. So this is probably like an estimate of once those are finished and paid, I'm probably sitting at like a gross around like 370. Awesome. So good. Yeah. And, and for us, we're going to probably be projected at like 315 and we did, well, well, there's still stuff pending, but we're going to be at like right at a hundred, under a hundred sessions for the year. So how many sessions, Jenny, did you say that's for you? I'm a little over a hundred. So that is about 103, 104 paid sessions. So roughly how does that break down in your business? Like what kind of sessions, what they're buying? Did you do events or minis? Gotcha. So for me, that's no minis. I stopped doing any minis a few years ago. So those are all, and I don't do any like petite or small sessions. So those are all full sessions. I do feel like this year versus last year, more of my clients have gone digital versus all of my clients almost always get all of their digitals. But I think this year I probably sold less products than I have in the past, which I feel various ways about that. (laughs) And there's some pros and cons, of course. And so it's been almost all digital for every client. Plus then some clients will also be albums or framed wall art. Those are pretty much the most popular things that I sell is like an indie print co heirloom album, the Flushmont album, and then Musea framed fine art prints. How about you, Allison? So we brought back Santa this year because our clients were asking and asking. And also because I have Monette now that is well, actually she's been with us over two years, which is crazy to me. We were able to bring Santa back and do that event. And it was so much better having her help. <laughs> and obviously we have a team that's there the day of. So my goal in doing that Santa event was to really be able to increase my average per family to where I didn't have to do as many sessions. So typically like in past years, I would do like 80 families in a weekend. And so this event, I did 54 families and we made $32,000 in a weekend. So it was about $600 a family, which was nice because usually it's way less than that per fam. So that was good. So we did that event and then the rest is, you know, maternity, newborn family. And I was looking, me and Jenny were talking before this and looking at last year's average per client and this year's average per client, we're sitting like right at, right at like $2,900 per client, which we always say in the membership, you know, if you just, if you, if you know what you need to charge, then you can choose how much you want to work and work as much as you want to do it. And for me, 
especially because I'm going back and forth. I, I can only fit so many in a week. <laughs> so, and Monette had a baby this year. So there were some adjustments. I'm really happy with, with our year and how it went. If you had to pick one thing that you feel like you did that made it a good year, what was that? Hmm. That is a really good question. I have this feeling that I had a lot of repeats this year. I, I always have a lot of repeats, especially because clients are doing collective memberships. So they're doing multiple sessions throughout a year or two, but I feel like this year I had the most repeats maybe. And for me, that makes my week. I was looking at this week of all of my sessions and they're all repeat clients. And that makes the week just so much easier and like less anxious going into each session. And so I think that I feel like most of my sessions, I'm like so proud of this year. Like, I feel like everything went really well. And I think that makes a huge difference when families know me, I know them, you know, I already have the rapport with the dads, the kids aren't walking in and going, who are you? And so I, I don't know, that's nothing that I purposely did in my business, but I think that does make a big difference for me and my clients. What percentage of your sessions this year do you think were memberships? I'm going to guess 70 to 80%. How about you, Allison? What do you think if you had to put your finger on one thing that made it a good year, what would you say? So I think 2022 for me was a lot of like newness. I, you know, I had moved to North Carolina and I was navigating running a business from afar and there was just a lot of new. And I think that this year, it there was a lot more stability. Having Monette back there in Texas, she is a gem of a friend and an employee. And I never have to worry about you know anything as far as her sessions and what's going on. And that is such a peace of mind for me being across the country. And we were able to move into a new studio and that was done in May. And I feel like that, you know, laid a new foundation for us. So I feel like all of that contributed to a lot of my happiness and her happiness as well. The studio is close to her home. And so I feel like we just, 2023 was like a, a really good year of just getting in a good groove for us as a team and finding a new chapter and a a routine through all of it. That's what's put a smile on our face. (laughs) So did your, either of you change your kind of workflow client experience this year? I know at one point you were both doing in-person sales and now you do things a little bit differently. So what is, what does that look for, look like for you now? Up until probably about spring of this year, I was only doing online galleries after doing in-person sales, IPFs for like 10 years. So those last couple of years were only online. And then this spring, I started offering my clients the choice of they could choose the three-day online gallery, or they could choose to set up an in-person design and ordering appointment at the studio. I think two to three of those 103 clients (laughs) did in-person. And I don't, I truly don't know if it's because again, it's a lot of repeat clients. And so they're just used to doing the online galleries and that's the way I've always done it. If they were a new client anytime within the last three years, or 
I don't know. The two people that did do in-person sales, I knew going into it that they were planning to purchase a ton of wall art. One did wall art and an album. One was a repeat client that did her first two sessions last year. So this was her one-year session and she had a maternity and newborn in 2022 and did online galleries for those. Still bought a bunch of product for each of those sessions. But this one for her one-year session, she came in and bought like 13 framed prints and new coming in. It was like a 20-minute in-person sales session. I think if I've learned anything from all of that is I actually really, really love giving clients the choice. And I think if they do pick an in-person sale appointment, it not that I ever really felt this way, but it like really, really sinks in. I'm not pressuring them to do anything they don't want to do. I'm never going to feel like I made them come into order and they could go back and say that they, because they had to come in and order, they felt pressured to order these things, which I don't do anyways, but that is your only time to order. So I can see how if they're not, they should be prepared for that, but not everybody understands or reads every single thing. And so I just, I really like the idea of doing it both ways, like with my boundaries and parameters around them, but then giving the client, here's two choices that are acceptable to me. Now you get to choose. Oh yeah, for sure. How about you, Allison? So everything that I do is online just because I'm in North Carolina and they're in Texas. So nothing much has changed. We started doing that in COVID and it's sort of stuck. So after their session, we just schedule a time and do it all online via email. But you guys, you kind of do online galleries in a different special way. Like you have products and you have it structured in a unique way so that it does walk them through the buying similar to a IPS. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot just to keep it simple and make it easy for them. But I will say that 2022 was my highest grossing year ever. Granted, I did the most sessions that year, but they were all 100% online. I think in-person sales are really great. There's again, pros and cons to each. I don't think anyone is like better or worse than the other, but it's not. I just, I want people to know that if you don't want to do those or you can't or whatever, like for Allison's reasons that she really can't, you can still sell and serve your client and make money online. Okay. So we've talked about 2023. Let's talk about this year. Do you guys have anything new, any changes you're making for this year? No. I'm jumping first into all of these. Um, no, I played around with like a couple of different pricing ideas and ended up going back to how I've been doing it the past two years because it's one of those, if it's not broke, don't fix it situations. Okay. This sounds terrible, but like, I'm really happy with this year. And so if I could have this year again next year and have everything be the same, I would have zero complaints. I mean, there are obviously some things I learned along the way or some issues that I'm like, okay, I'm setting a boundary for that or whatnot. But overall, no, (laughs) and I don't like change. So, you know. (laughs) Allison, anything new Um, this year? Man, I don't know. So 2023 was the year that we settled and found our footing and our new location and all of that. And so I feel like 2024 is going to be the year where 
we just really like dig in and find a really good rhythm. Monette is just, I, she amazes me consistently. And so I feel like she is constantly wanting to do sessions. And so my goal is to have her calendar booked as much as she wants it to be. And then for me, whenever I fly back, I have my five or six sessions that I do when I'm back. And other than that, find those boundaries for both of us so that she can enjoy her kids. I can enjoy my kids. I will say that like in 2023, I don't, Jenny, maybe you'll, maybe this will resonate with you, but I feel like this is the first year where for me, I am realizing like, golly, I feel like I've not aged, but I'm for the first time realizing my clients are at a completely different milestone in life than me. Right? (laughs) Yes. And so I feel like, I feel like there's a shift in the air and I don't know if that means I find myself resonating a little bit more with like the older kiddos. And that's just because I have older kiddos now. And before it was a little bit awkward for me because mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to engage. And so I don't know, I don't really know what that means and what path that is going to take me on. Obviously that doesn't mean I'm opening up a senior, <laughs> a senior wing of lentil photography, but I do think that that could be something really beautiful where, you know, I really start encouraging people with tweens to come back in and get their pictures taken because I feel like at a certain point you stop or or a lot of families do, and Mm. it's just as important. And I really find myself with the families that do have the older ones at like 10, 12, like I love those because I have those now. And I still love the, the tantruming toddlers, but there's just something really sweet this year about those older babies and it's because I have them. So I don't know, Jenny, are you feeling that? Yeah, I agree. I still don't know. I don't know if I'm quite there with you about liking them as much as the little ones, <laughs> but I will say when you started this, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, it's so true because I've had so many newborns come in lately with mom and dad. And then they'll say like, can we bring my mom? She's here helping us out. And of course that's totally fine. And they get there and I'm like, I think I'm closer in age to the grandma. Yes. Come on, come on over to the other side. Yes. (laughs) We have crossed over. And let me just clarify. Like I'm not saying like, I, I still enjoy my bread and butter. My love is babies and mamas with bellies Mm. and toddlers that are screaming and moms that are going, are you even going to get one picture? That's my love. But I think that because I have my Charlie who's 13 and my Cullen who's 10 and it's like, I'm in a different chapter. Suddenly I'm able to realize, wait, but there's mamas like me who aren't necessarily getting those annual pictures because maybe they've, maybe they're too busy running from sport to sport to sport, or Mm -hmm. they're, they just haven't prioritized it anymore. Right. They think, Oh, well, well, we shouldn't because it's no big deal. So, (laughs) and let me add to that. That's definitely a great campaign because after 13, those boys 
are not going to want that camera in their face. They are not going to comply with your <laughs> quest. for. <laughs> so, so it, it, get them before they hit those, those teenage years, because it's hard after that. Right. I had to, so my son is 14, turned 14 this August and I had to bribe him to be in family photos mm-hmm. by letting him wear a hoodie yeah <laughs> because that's all he wears I don't know if this is a thing where y'all it are but like literally yes. the kid wears he has 50 million different hoodies they're so weird in the best way okay so winding down the year have a little time before you start hit the ground running for this year what are you guys doing to kind of re-inspire yourself anything I think for me, it's truly just time off. I've tried, I'm taking about two and a half, three weeks off in December. And then I've tried really every month this year to take a whole week off of at least from shooting. Like I will still do emails and editing sometimes, but there will be a week that I don't see a client face to face. And that to me is my energizer, my battery refilling. <laughs> and so That has been a really nice thing. I just go through my kids' school calendars every year. And so we'll have a whole week in October off. We'll have a whole week in November off. I make sure to take lots of time in the summer off and then like same in the spring. And so it that to me does the most for my artist's brain, I guess, to get back in the saddle and create again once I'm back to work. I think that makes a big difference for me. So Jenny, do you have a... Do you do the vision board thing? Do you have a Pinterest board or do you do any of that for the new year? Ooh, I've actually never done that. Um, really? Yeah, I, I know that's like surprising, but I, I think it's, I think for two reasons, I am so, I don't, like I said, I don't like change. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so for me, it's like, as long as everything is going pretty well, I'm like, I'm not going into a new year going, I'm going to change all of this, everything about myself, everything about my business. I think for me, my vision board would be like, okay, let's copy paste every year. That would be personally. (laughs) Do you have any, like, even if it's not business related, do you have some big goals or dreams for the year? I do. That is, yes, I am saving for, so we bought our horse that we have now about a a little over a year ago and I'm saving to buy him a friend. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm planning to save over the next year and kind of like, that's my next big personal goal. So we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) How about you, Allison? Do you do the whole vision board thing or do you have, what, what do you have as far as like goals and dreams for this year, even personally? Oh man, <laughs> I, I, so I don't do vision boards and I honestly, I feel like I haven't even slowed down really to think of my goals for 2024. I do know that as a family, I would really love to take my boys over to Paris to see my brother to travel. I feel like they're old enough now that they can survive an eight hour plane ride without (laughs) driving me crazy. (laughs) So there's that. That's one thing that I would love to do to check off of a bucket list. But beyond that, I don't really, I I don't know. I've not really, I've not really thought. I feel like as soon as this week is over and I have a chance to sort of take a breath, I'll start 
planning for 2024. So maybe when this comes out, I'll be able to pipe up and say. It's fun to look back at the last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think this year has flown by. Do you feel like this was a fast year? Absolutely. I think I've said this every month, like every client comes in and or I'll look at the calendar and I'm like, wait, how are we already at the end of this month? I think, I don't know what that is because I've worked less. And so I've had more time to just truly just like, I've read so much this year. I've sat on the couch and just flown through books. I've been at the barn so much this year. And I'm like, shouldn't time go slower when you have more free time? I don't know how that happens, (laughs) but yeah, it's flown by. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, Yeah. Happy Happy New New Year. Year. (laughs) Chat with y'all later. Bye. Bye. I sure hope that was helpful, friends. The membership you heard us speak of will be opening and available soon. We sure don't want you to miss out on that opportunity, as well as a whole host of free resources already available to you. Simply sign up for our email at themotherhoodanthology.com And while you're there, download our complimentary course titled How to Market to Fill Your Calendar to get yourself started on a journey to a successful business today. I like to wrap up the podcast with a quote, and I love this one by James Clear. Life rewards action, not intelligence. Many brilliant people talk themselves out of getting started, and being smart doesn't help very much without the courage to act. You can't win if you're not in the game. So from Ireland to yours, until next time, friends.